following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. You're locked into Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast with your hosts, EZD, Derek Jaws, T-Wave, Taylor Sekaterski, Bold Claim, Ben Yelich, Big Diesel, Nick Yelich, and Austin Kelm, the Statman. Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast is part of the BICBP radio network. Check us out online, www.bicbp-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast. Well, this is part one of the episode. Uh, We are doing a Thursday night special preview here before we dive into the rest of the weekend full of awesome and fun games that we're going to have going on. Uh, Welcome to NFL football. I am pumped. I am super excited. And we are doing a special one for Thursday because, well, let's be honest, the Bills are playing. And I mean... That's who we care about, right? That's who we're here to see. We are a championship caliber pro sports podcast based in Buffalo, New York, which means we are live and die hard Bills Mafia. So we are here. We are pumped. We are excited. Uh, First and foremost, a season full of expectations for both of these teams tonight. Uh, The reigning, sorry, let me get my, uh, my best Paul Heyman on here. The reigning defending Super Bowl champions, uh, the best part is they're going to make Buffalo watch them raise the banner of a game that the Bills very easily could have been playing in last year. Had it not been for the infamous, yeah, I mean, we, we've all heard it, I'm, where we beat it to death, the infamous 13 seconds away from playing the Bengals. And now maybe that Bengals game goes differently and they still pull out the W, but I would like to think that, uh, you know, the Bills ride the high and walk through that game and go to their first Super Bowl since the early 90s. And, you know, from there, who knows what would happen. But today, uh, tonight, Thursday night, Thursday night football, season opener, the Bills, the Rams, let's go. They're going to make the Bills watch them hoist the uh, hoist the banner. And now, again, I'm recording this prior to the game being played, so I don't know if this will happen, but I really hope there's no Dwayne The Rock Johnson pregame promo. I love me the rock. I really do. But the thing of it is, you got to let you got to understand that this guy is just one of those dudes that like he's going to he's going to do a WWE style promo, whether we like it or not. And we're not going to like it. WWE style promos are great in the WWE, but not pre football game. He did. And and that's all it was pre Super Bowl. And it was cringe. It was just cringeworthy. I don't like it, but I think we're going to get one tonight. And I say that because he posted a video of him working out with Aaron Donald. No, I don't know if it was this week. I think it was. I think it was kind of a present time type deal, but I don't know for fact. However, uh, I do know for fact that the uh, I'm just it's just not something I'm looking forward to. I do know that putting the Bills on the field or potentially just in the stadium to allow you to and making them watch you hoist your championship banner, um, that might be that might be kind of a, a motivator, like let's ruin their night kind of thing. And this is a group, this is a team that I don't, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to tick them off. Uh, I'm not sure that I would want them having a little bit extra reason. Now, there's a lot going into this game. Now, obviously, Von Miller will be there. He was part of that Rams team that won the Super Bowl last year. 
Uh, if you if you're one of the nine people on the planet who haven't seen Von Miller's uh, letter to Buffalo video that he posted the other day, you need to go watch it. It was fantastic, and you'll be ready to run through a wall. And outside of that, uh, I mean, Von's going to go. I don't I don't know if they're getting their rings today. I don't know what that is if that's part of it or. I'm sure he'll be on the field with his with his team as they raise the banner. His team from last year as they raise the banner. Uh, well deserved win, but he's on our on our side now. And I'll tell you what, uh, I'm excited for that. As far as uh, other in game stuff goes, injury reports pretty clean. Van Jefferson, the only uh, only player out today on either team. Nobody questionable for the Rams. Uh, the Bills have Tommy Doyle and Quinton Morris both listed as questionable. Tommy Doyle with a foot, Quinton Morris with a hamstring. Isaiah McKenzie with his groin will play. Jordan Poyer with his elbow will play. And Tim Settle with his calf will play. Uh, the only uh, something to note, Jalen Ramsey had shoulder surgery this offseason, but he will play. And obviously the Bills still without lockdown top-tier high-caliber player in Tredavious White. Uh, and that, you know, now being down their number three receiver, Van Jefferson, you know, they, they lost Robert Woods last year. Allen Robinson came in. He is looking to fill the shoes of Robert Woods and Odell Beckham, potentially uh, Van Jefferson being down again. Lightens the load, uh, I believe, on our cornerback room. But being without Trey White is something that's going to be a big storyline to watch. Can the young corners, the, uh, the young cornerback room of the Bills, slow down Cooper Cup uh, and really it's going to be a matter of who who matches up with Cooper Cup how we game plan for Cooper Cup and what comes of the Cooper Cup versus, versus Bill's secondary matchup uh, and that's going to be a big big storyline for the game tonight uh, in that room the uh, Kair Elam listed as our one of our corners with Dane Jackson on the other side, Taron Johnson in the nickel. They've got uh, Christian Benford, who's been very impressive, backing up Elam. Uh, Siri and Neil Cam Lewis rounding out that room. Uh, obviously, Poyer and Hyde playing safety with Hamlin and uh, Jaquan Johnson backing that up. And, I mean, that's that's a couple, couple guys right there. And, I mean, Kair Elam... A lot of I mean that that's a first round and a sixth round pick on your left side. That's it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see if uh, if Bedford, who looked again looked good in preseason, you know, filled in enough as that as the fifth round pick is on the team and potentially on the field tonight. Uh, the other the other big one is now we come up the Bills come out more in that big nickel look, so they they run more of a like a four two. Was it a would that be a four two five if my math is right? Uh, but Terrell Bernard, third round pick this year, rookie, slated to start as the strong as the third linebacker on the field, uh, and Balin Specter looking to back up the seventh round pick, uh, making something known, making himself known, making his name uh, known there, and then. Uh, Khalil Shakir, another weapon. I mean, just it's so excited to sit here and see Gabe Davis, Diggs, and McKenzie, and then you got Shakir and Crowder backing those guys up. Um, I mean, I'm I'm excited for this. I'm excited to see what our starting offensive line looks like, 
And I mean, there's there's some decent players behind David Quisenberry, uh, Bobby Hart, Tommy Doyle. Obviously, we're not sure if he's going to play, but I mean, guys that are coming in and can potentially play in some big situations. And then obviously Dawson Knox just got the big the big contract extension. James Cook is going to factor into this offense at some point tonight. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time to watch. Uh, Khalil Shakir currently listed as our uh, starting punt returner. And Isaiah McKenzie looking to return kicks, and hopefully, you know he's obviously he's had he's had some some issues. He's had uh, we'll call it a case of the fumbles, you know, and it's that's going to be a big thing for him this year. Is going to be can he hang on to the ball when the ball is in his hands, especially when it comes to special teams? Because Sean McDermott is a huge, huge special teams guy, you know, and he is a guy that if you're gonna if you're gonna put the ball on the ground, especially unforced, you're not going to be on the field long. And that is something that if he can't do it special teams wise, I mean, he's got Jamison Crowder, who is, a, you know, a vet of the game, had a solid, some solid years in New York when they didn't have much to speak of. And then he's got Khalil Shakir right on his heels as well to take time and take snaps away from him should he not produce. I think we're going to get a big year from Zay. I think we might even have a big game from Zay today. You know, you're coming out, you're going to see Ramsey. Worrying about Stefan Diggs. He came out in the media this year or this week and he said, you know, I'm not here to boost anybody. I'm not here to talk anybody up. You know, and he's not doing his normal run of the mill uh, smack talk. He's not doing his. I mean, there was a point, you know, when he was still with the uh, with the Jaguars where it was uh, Josh Allen is trash. And he back then he was young. He was cocky. He was calling everybody trash. And this is a guy now who had it not been for Aaron Donald, who I'll get to him in a minute. But had it not been for Aaron Donald, we might be sitting here talking about a different, um, you know, a different Super Bowl champion. We may not be watching them raise the, you know, raise the banner to the rafters this year because Jamar Chase had Ramsey cooked. If Burrow had one more second to throw a football, we're having a different conversation. So, you know, I he's not the rambunctious smack talker he used to be, but he came out and said, you know, I'm not here to talk anybody up. I'm not here to boost anybody's ego. I'm out here to play football. He's got a little bit of a changed attitude, but the last time, uh, to my knowledge, the last time they were on the field together, Josh and Diggs made Jalen Ramsey look suspect. And I don't think being a year older and maybe a half step slower could, you know, I I don't know if that's going to potentially help him in that battle. Oh, and even if it does, even if he does do well, now you got Gabe Davis. Now you got Zay Jones or Zay, Zay Jones. Good Lord. Good Lord. I'm not going to edit that out. You guys can roast me for the Zay Jones comment there. Zay, uh, Isaiah McKenzie, uh, you can, you know, hopefully he doesn't. Hopefully he's not Zay Jones. That would be uh, that would be heartbreaking to see him come out and do that. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, looking through their the roster on the other side here, um, David Long, Taylor Rapp, Nick Scott, Jalen Ramsey, and Troy Hill. Um, I mean, they, they, these guys got a tall order. Both both secondaries have a tall, tall order this year. Um, obviously, the pass rush, Aaron Donald leading one side, Von Miller leading the other side this year instead of working together. Uh, they're going to try to be the guys that are, you know, disrupting things and making throws come out quicker to to help these guys out. But if either of these quarterbacks have time, it's going to be a long night for the secondaries. 
the young corners of the Bills and the I, I just I don't know personally, I don't know the secondary of the Rams well enough to say they can hang and there's a lot of talent out there. Um obviously boosting the uh the linebacker room with bringing in Bobby Wagner, you know, Wagner coming in looking to to sign on to a team and be you know, have an impact and, and, and hopefully take them back to another Super Bowl uh, is the hope there. You know, and then looking through the other offense here, I mean, Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, who's not playing tonight, Cooper Cup, uh, backing him up. And this is this is where this gets interesting, is you have Brandon Powell, Ben Skoranek, Tutu Atwell, and Lance McCutcheon as your backups filling in for Van Jefferson. Uh, they have Ben Skoranek listed as his backup here. But that'll be probably, I mean, any any one of those three might or probably will get some some action tonight solely based on the fact that, I don't know, I mean, Van Jefferson has had some success in this offense. He's played in this offense. He's been around it. I don't know. I A whole lot of names I've never heard of. I mean, second-round pick in Tutu Atwell, but, uh, you know, He's a year younger than Van Jefferson, but he didn't play a whole ton. I don't know. I don't know the depth here as well, obviously, as I know the you know stuff on the Bills. Tyler Higby, solid tight end. Not a guy you overly have to be like, uh, you know, he's not Kelsey. He's not Andrews. He's not Kittle. Um, hopefully, by the end of the season, we're saying he's not Dawson Knox because hopefully, you know, and, and that's another one, Dawson, you know, Knox, I mentioned got the contract extension, you know, just went through the uh, the passing of his younger brother and hope looking to have just a, an absolute monster year for the Bills and he I mean bare minimum the guy's the guy's kind of a touchdown machine, he's a big play machine. He may not light it up and put out um you know incredible or insane receiving numbers the way like Kelsey will. He's not I don't I don't know if he'll ever I mean he might, but I don't know if he'll put up consistent, you know, receiving like wide receiver receiving numbers but the guy's just he's always in the right place at the right time and you know having him develop the way he's developed has only helped Josh in his development and the huge strides that he's taken so I mean I'm excited to have him obviously Matt Stafford is he is it was a huge upgrade for these guys this year and that's not a knock on Jared Goff uh, I just think that was one of those die hero or make it long enough to, you know, <laughs> survive long enough to, you know, to, to be considered the bad guy. And I don't think he was considered the bad guy by any means. I think he was more, you know, just his time was up. It was, it was time to move on. It was a good, you know, a good idea for all involved Stafford leaving Detroit, who he sold his soul to that team, sold out year after year, got banged up, got beat up and went to a team that, kind of was deserving more, you know, deserving of his talent and what he had put out on the table. And then Goff went fresh start, new look, new offense. You know, there he had his limitations, and he didn't have a bad season last year at bare minimum. He's a really, really good bridge quarterback uh, while they build the rest of the roster and then can find the guy of the future. But uh, Stafford was a huge stuff up here. Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, solid one-two punch. Not, oh, my God, scary, but still, guys, you got to account for. This is going to be fun. Uh, I think this is going to be... A very interesting game, and now and here's here's an interesting take from me, from yours truly, from EZD, from your boy. Uh, I am going to be the one to sit here and tell you that 
there's a few possible outcomes to this game, and we all know what they are. We're all football fans. We all understand that you know the team that scores the more point, most points is going to win the game. Obviously, ties are a thing that could be a thing, but odds are not going to be how this game wraps up. Now, the thing is, I, I expect this to be a dogfight. I do. I expect this to be just a knockdown, drag-out, heavyweight, exchanging blows, whether it's offensive or defensive. I think this game is going to be a stand toe-to-toe and throw and see who's left standing at the end. I I really, really believe that. I believe the Bills' offense is more built, at least currently, with the pieces in place being, you know, people being healthy and just the depth of talent that we've seen. Uh, I think they're built to play that catch-me-if-you-can. The Rams' defense is is built to stop that. They're built to get in your face, disrupt you. Uh, obviously, Aaron Donald is a huge X factor, one of if not the best defensive players in the game. Uh, pound for pound, positional doesn't matter. Um, we did find out that he he penned a letter retiring after last year, and then he turned it into the Rams, but it never got sent up the chain because they talked him out of it, and he he rescinded his retirement, if you will, to the team. Um, so that's interesting. I, I don't see him being a guy who's going to be out there going through the motions, but you know, is his head going to be in go kill somebody mode based on the fact that he was ready to walk away? Uh, I know. And again, these guys are on a different level, but I know when guys start talking about hanging it up, the, you know, the performance may not quite be there. The, you know, the drive may not always be there kind of thing. And, you know the the body only will only do what the head and the heart tell it to to some extent. So I and, I and listen, I'm not calling for a bad year for for Aaron Donald. Don't get it twisted. That's just an interesting wrinkle that came out uh, this week, and a very interesting one to say the least. Um, but you know, these the, these teams are built to stand toe to toe with the best of the best. Like I said, I'm excited to see what the Bills pass rush is going to look like I'm excited to see Edmonds take another step and that's going to be the biggest thing here is looking at these two teams you know you talk about the offseason teams either get better or they get worse there's no such thing as a lateral step because if you take a lateral step if you basically say we are the exact same team we were last year you in you in essence got worse why did you get worse well because teams, if you're the same team, they know who you are. I mean, there's different, you can add wrinkles, you can add different schemes and gimmicks, but they know who you are. They know who your team is. And if they got better and you got side and like, and you stepped sideways, they got closer to you. And if for teams that are, that are close, the teams that are, that are in the ballpark with you, you're, you're looking at potentially getting past, which means you go down the totem pole. Uh, we kind of saw that a little bit with the Bucks last year. You know, they brought back, they, you know, we're going to run it back. They brought back almost the entire roster from their championship run the year before. And they ended up falling short. They ended up getting, you know, guys got banged up. Guys were a step slower and it didn't quite look the same. They had flashes, but then they sputtered at times. And, you know, the Rams last year by no means beat the tar out of, uh, you know, they were, they weren't world beaters, but they were really, really good. You know, they were they were solid. They were near the top of the AFC or sorry, the NFC uh, most of the year. And they were in a tough division. They came out on top of it. But I don't know if losing Odell Beckham and I'm not a huge Odell Beckham. Oh, my God, he's a world beater. He's going to, 
you know, he's going to, you know, he, he's the guy that took them over the top. He made, he caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl last year before he blew his knee out, whole nine yards. Um, I'm not personally a huge fan of this whole Odell coming to Buffalo versus Odell going to LA thing. Uh, I think if Odell go, does go to LA, it fills a huge hole that they have with, I mean, they got a, a solid top two in Cup and Robinson. Um, but, you know, with Van Jefferson getting banged up, Van Jefferson's also not, again, not what I would consider a world beater by any means. He's, again, not a bad player but by any stretch. Uh, but, you know, it, when he's banged up and the drop-off behind him is looks to be as steep as it appears to be. I mean, Brandon Powell wasn't anything special in San Francisco. He got a seventh-round pick and a second-round pick and then an undrafted rookie in Lance McCutcheon. I don't know. I like. There's a lot of questions there. Odell Beckham going there. Uh, that's a that's a good piece of patchwork there. And I like Van Jefferson. I think Van Jefferson's a solid player. Like I said, um, but you know, I are are they as good as Cup Woods and Jefferson slash Beckham or the combination of the two were last year? I don't know. Maybe. Do you think if you see Allen Robinson as greater than or equal to Robert Woods? Sure. But then, you know, their third receiver last year when Woods was still, or Woods was never actually healthy with Odell in the team. We I remember making that joke uh, about how Odell's dad basically, you know, sent the uh, sent the turf sniper out to take out Robert Woods so Odell could play more. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. This is going to be it's going to be interesting to see, you know, sometimes a change of scenery works wonders. Other times a change of scenery doesn't do much for a guy. Um, you know, I like I said, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. And in these outcomes, when we talk about this. You know, we're talking about if either of these teams comes out tonight and gets blown out. Yeah, you're going to see the panic button being hit by the fan bases. You're going to see questions in the media. Are they, were they overrated going into this game? Is this something that, you know, is there cause for concern in Buffalo or LA? It's going to be nuts. The team that does the blowing out is like, listen, they made a statement. They came out, they won a game and they dominated on both sides of the ball. It was great. If this is a slugfest, if this is a dogfight, if this is that knockdown drag out, just brouhaha that I kind of expected to be. Um, no matter who comes out on the top, whoever comes out on top is going to be a huge boost. But whoever comes out on the other end of it is like the answer. There is going to be listen. These are two really good teams. This could be a Super Bowl matchup. I mean, there are there are quite a few people who have picked this to be the Super Bowl matchup. And that being said, I mean. How much how much stock can you take in a close, well-played loss to a team that you might see at the end of the year? I can tell you here in Buffalo, you're gonna you're you're gonna hear the they can never beat the teams that are on the, that are supposed to be on their level. You know, they're the like they're supposed to be a top tier team and they never beat top tier teams. You know, someone's gotta win, someone's gotta lose. You're not gonna you're not gonna win them all. For the sake of the of Bills Mafia and everything else with all the hype around, I I do I really hope we win this one because I'm if we get blown out I will be inconsolable if we lose a tight one I will be upset I will be 
less than thrilled tomorrow, but I will be looking at the game and saying we played well and we were in like it was a game we were in and whatever maybe like, it's kind of like when like a couple years ago uh the Hail Murray yeah you know, everyone oh my god we blew it we blew it we blew it that's you know, same old bills same old bills we haven't been the same old bills for years boys and girls i don't know who to, i don't know who who how much more they got to do to prove they're not the same old same old that they've been however uh, talking about this, you look at this and say like, okay, so they come out and they lose a tight one here to the reigning defending Super Bowl champions. It's not a time for a panic button. It's not, you know, you look at this and you say, you know, like I said, so after that Cardinals game, it was, listen, what we did there was repl- replicable. They threw up a prayer to one of the best receivers in football who went up and made a play. It happens. But you throw that same ball a hundred more times, he might come down with it three or four more out of a hundred, where what we did was a replicable replicable result. Something that we went down was a calculated bing, 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 boom, touchdown, we took the lead. And it's something we've been doing ever since. I don't think the Bills get blown out here. I think if there's a blowout... (laughs) Knocking on wood, if there's a blowout, I think it goes in our favor. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a tight one. I think the Bills come out on top, and that's not me being a homer. I really believe the Bills are going to be the better team here. Uh, The X factor is going to be, can we block Aaron Donald? I think we can. Uh, I think the schemes can go well enough to for that to be a thing and that we can, you know, at least neutralize him enough. I, you know. I'm not even going to touch on the fact that he probably shouldn't be playing in this game. He should be suspended. He's not. So we got to play him, right? You, you got to play him. And guess what? I don't want to win and have people say, oh, well, their best player wasn't on the field. Listen, we're playing potentially one of the best players in the NFL, an absolute talented monster. I want to beat him, period. End of conversation. I want to beat him and I want to beat him with him on the field. People who are excited for a Bills win to start the season with, you know, with Donald being potentially suspended for swinging his helmet at somebody at a practice. First off, he should have been, but he's not. He's not. People calling for it. Listen, at the end of the day, if he was, I believe it would have been deserved, but I was not rooting for it. I was not pulling for it because when we beat you, I don't want there to be an excuse. I don't want there to be a thing where it's, oh, so-and-so got hurt or so-and-so got hurt or, you know, this is why you didn't deserve to win, but you did. No, listen, you're putting your best lineup against us tonight. Aside from your, essentially, realistically, your number three receiver being out. Let's see what's let's see what we got. Let's see what happens. So that's going to wrap it up for me for part one of this episode of Hat Stats and Stats podcast. Hopefully later in the week, I will get a guest host on. We'll go through the rest of the schedule, recap the Bills game a little bit, and go from there. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Hats, Tats, and Stats brought to you by Buffalo Freddy Enterprises, www.buffalofreddy.com. 7164-FREDDY. You can hear all about their services and stuff at the little bumper at the end of the show. Hats, Stats, and Stats podcast, part of the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Like, follow, share. Uh, You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, all the stuff. If you're hearing me, you know where to listen to me. But find us on social media, at HTS underscore pod on on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, 
on the old Facebook machine. Just type in Hats, Tats, and Stats Podcast. And every Tuesday night, check out yours truly uh, repping the Bills in a uh, a matchup conversation. You can find the link for those things on our Facebook page, uh, and I'll be sharing more and more along the way. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will catch you later in the week for the remainder of this episode of Hats, Tats, and Stats. The weather is changing and the sun is shining, which means summer party season is here, and Buffalo Freddy Party Rental has everything you need to get your party started. From tents, tables, and chairs to inflatable bounce houses, water slides, and obstacle courses, Buffalo Freddy has everything you need to take your summer shindig to the next level. Not sure what to serve at your event? Buffalo Freddy does barbecue catering as well. For more details or to make reservations, head over to buffalofreddy.com or give them a call at 716-437-3339. That's 716-4-FREDDY. Buffalo Freddy is a proud sponsor of this podcast.